The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Welcome to Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius, your source for horror, sci-fi, suspense, and all things violent. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining me today on Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius. Today we have episode 148. At the end of the episode, I will be reading from Try Not to Die at Grandma's House. Uh, don't think I'm doing the death scene today. It's a little bit long. I will let you know what happened, but I will go on to the next uh, chapter, next section in this story. Um, it's been an awesome week. Hope it has been for you as well. Uh, one of the things that's been really good, again, is another solid five days of lifting and doing yoga every day. So doing that in the morning has been super helpful. Every day this week, I did not want to do it, though. Uh, my partner and I both kind of felt the same way. We were both kind of dragging. I don't know if we hit a plateau or what or just did too much, but every day was a little bit of a struggle. But by the end of every day, man, we're feeling so much better. And um, so, yeah, so we will be continuing that. Um, yeah, feeling feeling good body is feeling way more like i'm i'm able to move much better so is he uh so doing the yoga is definitely helping making an impact so that's been cool um oculus the shooting game i've been doing the archery i actually took two days off this week because my back and everything was just so tired from doing everything else so i was like you know what i'm just gonna rest i had a nice acupuncture session i think on tuesday so i didn't do anything tuesday night wednesday night just recovered but last night I spent about two hours on that thing. Um, and it's crazy because my shoulder is dead from yoga, but holding my arm out like that for an hour or more uh, can be tough. So I'll probably do a little bit more of that this weekend. Um, another really cool thing that happened. Uh, one thing that I'm really grateful for, and I, don't, I don't know if I've ever talked about it, but just being able to go and pick up my kid from school, how cool that is. Like, so nice being able to, you know, I think a long time ago, I might've looked at it as like kind of a headache. Don't want to talk to other parents. Blah, blah, blah. I have to deal with parking and people and all that kind of shit. But you now the fact that I can go pick up my kids, see them right when they get out of school. Uh, my son's always excited. He sees me when he's getting his backpack out of class waves. I usually get there early. I'll write, um, you know, I'll print up something, spend about 10, 15, 20 minutes to sit on the grass writing while I'm waiting for him. He gets out and then I get to see my daughter as well, bring them both home. Uh, so it's just a cool experience, but even cooler. Well, and another really nice thing that um, my wife has been doing for the last, well, pretty much all school year is unless she's on a call that she cannot get off of, she's meeting us at the front door with big hugs and kisses for everyone. And so that's super cool. Yesterday, it didn't happen because I think she was on a call um, and both of the kids were kind of bummed and I was too. So I was like, that was really cool to see. Uh, like that's just a really cool routine. So uh, again, something positive that we will continue to do, you know, because we realize how much we're all enjoying it. Um, I was down on myself a little bit this week for back at grandma's house, writing that. I am excited because I can't remember whether or not I mentioned this last week, but Anthony Spock is going to help me write, trying to drive back at grandma's house. I was able to see a lot of it. But again, so overwhelmed, so many different projects, so much different shit I'm doing. Um, man, even just the day-to-day -day of if I'm cooking three meals and then washing the dishes and doing laundry and cleaning up the house and changing the cat litter and blah, 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 blah. I know those of you that have a real job don't want to hear that shit, 
but it does take a good amount of time and taking the kids to school and picking them up. So there hasn't been a lot of time for writing. Um, but so I've been beating myself up a little bit, been trying to get this all ready to send off to Anthony. I want to give him a nice clean, uh, document. Um, but, and then I saw, I was like, damn, I'm already up to 5,000 words, which is cool. That's a legitimate, like that's already a, a, a good short story. This thing is probably going to be probably like 10 to 15,000. So um, I'll probably hand him whatever I give him. Probably be about 6,000, 7,000 words, kind of clean, at least the first half. Uh, he's got a lot of work ahead of him, but that's just going to be awesome when I get it back from him. So maybe we'll even make it bigger. There aren't going to be the death scenes like we have in the traditional Try Not to Dies. Um, this is going to be 1.5. This is just like a little novella attached to um, trying to die back at Grandma's house. But I'm having fun with it. Uh, a couple different things I need to figure out. Um, but Anthony will help with that. The other thing that was really cool was uh, the author from Trying to Die at Summer Camp. I just talked with her, Caitlin. She is, her book should be done like mid-March, maybe at the end of March, um, the first draft. And then I'm going to go through it. I'll change it up. I'll do all my stuff on it. But I believe that is going to be the next book that's coming out. That one should be done before the Western. Um, I'm hoping to get both of those out this year, along with back at grandma's house. But the really cool thing was we had a meeting about with Caitlin about board games. She's a huge board game fan. We've talked about it before. I asked her if she'd want to be involved in helping me trying to figure this thing out because doing it on my own, I've hit the point where because I'm, I, I hit a kind of a, a stall point because not only am I trying to figure out this game, uh, but at the same time, I'm trying to figure out trying not to die back at grandma's house edition of the game. So I'm trying to figure out the overall game plus this first game and the story that makes up this game. So that's been a little bit hard. Talking with her is awesome. Now I can send her all my notes. I can let her know what I'm thinking. And then we'll simply make her, for her help, we'll make her book the second book in the series. Uh, or the second game in the series. It'll be book six or so. Uh, shit, what are we on? Or five. Um, so that is the plan with that. I'm very excited to be working with her. Uh, she's, yeah, a great author, very motivated. In fact, her first collection is coming out. I just pre-ordered that uh, yesterday. Uh, I have several of my readers that are also going to be re reviewing her work early. Um, so I need to get that off to you guys. Uh, but yeah, so that's all awesome. So that is progressing. So even though, you know, I didn't do a lot of actual work on the board game this week, it's still, that was a huge jump. So now things are going to start moving. Things, you know, it'll only get better. So that, that was really cool. What else we got? Um, on, oh, the Morsels audiobook. That, Morsels of Mayhem, that is done. Uh, Find a Way approved it yesterday, but it still has to go through. I think it takes about two weeks to get to retailers. As soon as it gets to the retailers, I will have uh, copies that I can just give away, Find a Way copies. Uh, it'll also be going through ACX through Audible. Don't know how long that, that process usually takes longer than find a way. I think they're a little stricter. Um, but my narrator did an incredible job. Originally, I was going to have four different narrators, but he did such a good job. I was like, you know what? Let's just do it with you. Uh, another thing I did this week was I did, put out auditions for Grusa uh, Liga Leckerbissen, which is Morsels of Mayhem in German. And uh, not very many auditions. Not a lot of German audiobook narrators out there or not ones that were interested in doing my shit so but i did have two that i really liked 
I'm happy with the guy that I think I'm going to pick. Um, I might leave it up for a couple more days too, just to see if there's anyone else. Let's see. Let's see. Free books. What do we have? I know Untold Mayhem is free. Uh, that has been doing really well. I think it's sitting as one of the top three um, horror books, maybe even short story collections. Beyond Brightside is free until tomorrow. And what else? What else? Oh, and starting on the 16th, uh, trying to start in the pandemic is free. That one I could really use reviews for. It's been sitting there for a while with seven reviews. I know a lot more people have read it than that. So if you have read it, it would be incredibly helpful or listen to it to leave a review. That's huge because under 10 reviews, it's really hard to get good promos. It's hard to get any of that stuff. So um, that would be incredible, incredibly helpful. And that goes with anything you've read in mind. If you could review it, man, I would love that or leave a rating, whatever. Um, speaking of people who leave reviews, Emily Haynes has left a bunch and she has a couple more questions for this week. No one else had any questions for me, but Emily had two. So she asked uh, who my favorite author is. And I don't have an answer for that. Sorry, Emily. Um, it used to be, it was definitely Stephen King. Stephen King is the one who started me. Probably before that, it was like Poe. Um, you know, I think I liked Jack London when I was a kid. I loved the, trying to, the, I, the Choose Your Own Adventure series. Um, but once I started appreciating authors, I would say it was probably Stephen King. Uh from there, I also read a ton of uh, Dean Koontz, uh, read a ton of James Patterson. Um, who was the other? Jonathan, some, oh, Kellerman. Used to read a lot of those kinds of books. Anything I could get my hands on, really. But my favorites were Stephen King short story collections. Uh, as I got a little bit older, I stopped reading King as much. Um, but I still, I still definitely enjoy his stuff. And I let's say he's probably still overall one of my favorite authors. Um, so, uh, but, and it, it's, it's, it's tough too, because man, I hate saying when I don't like another person's work, um, before it wasn't a problem as a reader, it's like, oh man, no, that one sucks. I didn't like it, whatever else, but saying it as an author is like, I feel like I'm criticizing their writing style when it's not that it's like, just not everyone's writing style is going to resonate with you. Um, I really liked Duncan Ralston's uh, The Midwife. So that was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I thought that was a really good book. I'm going to read more of his stuff. Uh, Michael Brent Collins, uh, Malignant. I thought that was really good. There were a couple of little things I didn't care for, but they were all just like style choices. And it was like, it was an excellent book. I was also repulsed, but also attracted to the amount of violence. It was really graphic, but it was a really good book, really solid book. I want to read more of his stuff. I just read another author's book, or I was trying to, and just can't get into it. So again, I feel shitty saying that, but I think um, I don't. I, I'm just not going to try anymore. I read I read three of the short stories. None of them were enough to make me want to keep reading more. And then I was noticing certain things I didn't like. And that's that's one of the hard things about uh, reading other people's work. Lots of times you're like, oh well, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't. It's just an automatic thing. And sometimes it's hard to get out of that. And so with this book, I kept doing that. I kept saying things I just didn't care for. And um, so I decided, eh, I'm just not going to finish it. There's so many books out there, so many authors. Um, so why finish it? So I'm not going to. The old me might have, but not anymore. Uh, but that goes into Emily's second question was whether I've stopped any books because they were too scary. I don't think 
yeah, that's definitely not happened. I think I've stopped some books because they're just they're kind of disgusting. Just not my sort of thing. Um, so definitely the disgusting part and just, I don't know, when it, it was just, it, when it just seemed like it was just too much, like, eh, or, or if I don't care for the writing. So the writing has to, I have to enjoy the writing. That has to be, that, that's an important part of it. So if I don't enjoy that, I'm not going to enjoy the story. Like the, the plot could be as great as possible if the writing kind of sucks or if the characters kind of suck, then I just don't want to do it. So again, with this last book I read, the one I stopped reading, um, I just, yeah, just didn't care for it. Uh, I'm not going to leave a negative review. I'm just not going to finish it, and I'll move on to another one. And again, I won't completely rule out that author. Um, maybe just that book wasn't a good, wasn't a good fit. I'm sure people that like Twisted Reunion, there might be a lot of people that don't care that much for Messiah or something like that. So it's a different genre. Uh, so that could be part of it as well. This week, what did I do? Oh, on Wednesday, I also met with my buddy Jay who made uh, Derek the Demon. So he designed Derek Demon. He's got a ton of puppets. We had talked for a long time about doing a puppet podcast together with Derek and all of his puppets. Um, we had a lot of good ideas. We we're going to do it, but he's busy. He's an awesome illustrator, awesome artist. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's got his family. So we're trying to figure it out. So we're like, okay, Wednesdays we get together. Even if it's just Zoom, let's just do Zoom calls with our puppets and see how it goes. So we did that on Wednesday. And it just wasn't, neither one of us was really feeling it. We didn't, and part of it was we didn't go with what we had said we were going to go with before. Part of that was we'd been both really high and didn't remember what we had talked about. And the other part was I couldn't find my notes, probably because I was high then and now. And, um, and so we just, I spur of the moment, I was like, okay, let's just make it a uh, caring and sharing with Derek the Demon. Let's just try it. And so we tried it. Didn't care for it. We realized we need to be there in person. But the whole discussion we had, like the second half was like, okay, is this worth it? Do we want to do it? Do we want to put in the time? And we realized, okay, even if it's just an hour, let's just say we schedule an hour. He's going to come over to my house for an hour. We'll smoke. We'll film the puppets. If anything good comes out of it, then we'll go on to the next week. And just like that. And so I don't know whether or not we'll do a podcast, uh, but we're going to try it one more time at least, and we'll see what happens. So be prepared for that, you know, but again, it's like, okay, am I procrastinating? Is playing with a puppet procrastination? Is all the other stuff I'm doing procrastinating? Or is it enjoying the life? Is it, is, you know, trying out different things? Is it, you know, it's sometimes it's uncomfortable doing the puppet shit, especially because I'm not good at it. Um, but I enjoyed it. I'm able to tap into a different part of my personality, I guess. Um, so and if you guys are looking at this or if you hear purring, it's because I got my cat on my lap. I cannot sit in this chair without a cat on my lap. And if you look behind me, you can see the tonal machine that no one in this house uses. Uh, I think it's been about three or four weeks since anyone touched it. I don't need it because I've been, well, none of us need it. Uh, we got it because we thought it would be cool. But I had a feeling this is what's going to happen. And then directly behind me is the green sink green screen that's where i usually sit for the podcast but today i was like fuck this i want to be comfortable sit in the gamer chair and then we got the sauna over there and i only use that once this week good little writing session helped uh with all the yoga and everything the relax and everything but um yeah so that's the back of my room anyhow all right what else i think i covered everything why don't we get into this grandma's house uh, Man, I feel like I'm forgetting something. 
but I'm also guessing it isn't that important and your life will be okay without knowing it. So, and if it's not, I apologize for fucking up your life. I really do. All right. So last week, who knows what chapter it is, probably like three or four. Um, you had to make a decision. You're in a gas station. You're David from Trinus and Die in Grant, back Grant, Trinus and Die at Grandma's house. Uh, you're David, you're with your sister, you're driving from Florida to West Virginia, you don't want to be there, your grandparents stopped the car for gas, uh, and your decision is, and you also see a cop there, so do you run to the cop and ask for help, then you turn to page 49, get back in grandpa's car, turn to page 77. Um, I'm guessing most people decided to get back in grandpa's car. If you did, you made the right call. If you didn't, you just killed not one, but two people. Nice job. Uh, I think on that one, it, it kind of branches off. The, you go to the cop or whatever, but then there's two other choices. And one gets your granddad killed. The other one gets you killed. Um, and so, something fun. All right, so let's turn to page 77. Knock this thing out. And I got another cat that wants to come in here and get on my lap. But I'm not going to let him. All right, let's do this. Try not to die at grandma's house. What could I possibly say to the cop that wouldn't make me sound like a lunatic? I just get back in the car. Grandma Barb asks grandpa if he wants her to drive. He just grunts. It's like he's a, a machine on a mission for home. He didn't even stretch his legs when he filled up. I'm glad he wants to drive though. I was worried they were gonna ask me. It's one thing to be taken to West Virginia and another to actually help get us there. Sam hates me enough as it is. She hasn't said a word except to tell me to scoot over when she wanted to curl up on the seat to sleep. My eyes are closed and the hum of the engine and tires rolling along the asphalt is hypnotic. I don't even realize I'm falling asleep, but before I drift off, I hear Grandma Barb say, this is going to be good. You're a fine bitch. No, no, no. Let's not call her a bitch. She's nice. All right. A red-yellow light shines through my eyelids. I know the sun's up before I even peek but it's the green that overwhelms me as I look out at the West Virginia mountains. I've never been this high up and the air is cleaner than anything I've ever breathed. Some of the windows are down and the cool morning air washes over my face. How'd they get so big? Sam asks. Tectonic shifts, Grandpa Joe says. Millions of years ago, the plates smashed into each other and formed these peaks. Feels like I've been transported to another world. Grandpa and Grandma moved here a few years ago but Tim was the only one in our family who saw this. We were planning to visit him at the end of that summer, but then we got the call. Mom wouldn't let us come when she and Dad came to collect the body. The dirt road leading to their house seems to wind forever under the thick towering trees. Branches stretch out like monstrous finger bones. The house is three stories and made of dark red logs. It looks like it's been here a hundred years. A lot of the windows are covered with what looks like soap scum. The porch is filled with giant empty flower pots. The grass around the house is brown and choked with weeds. The tires crunch over the gravel and Grandpa Joe says, All right, everyone carries their own bag. We take personal responsibility here. Oh, I'm so happy you kids finally get to see the place. We've been trying to get you out here forever, Grandma Barb says. Sam and I get out and stare at the thick trees surrounding the yard, almost like a wall. It sort of makes us look like an arena. The sun is shining bright, but in the forest, there's nothing but shadows and strange bird calls. You'll get used to it, Grandma Barb says. Took me a while, but now I sleep like an angel. Breakfast is in an hour, Grandpa says. You can get settled in, but no dirty hands at the table. 
and I check fingernails. He does not, Grandma Barb says. The hot water's a little tricky, though, so be quick if you want to shower, you'll catch that. Can we look around first, Sam asks. Grandma Barb looks at Grandpa, who gives a little nod. Grandma says, okay, but don't venture far. If you get to the fence, you turn your butts around, Grandpa warns. This ain't a discussion. There are wild animals up here, bears and snakes, and you just keep your distance and scream if you need help. Sam's already crossing through the yard. I have no interest in snakes or bears or whatever is making those creepy squawks, but I promised Mom I'd look out for Sam. When I catch up, it's strange how quickly Sam's attitude has changed, but I guess she's never been predictable. I trip over a rock. Wait up. Smooth like a ballerina, she says. Shut up. Sam's eyes narrow. She scours the tree line. Let's do this later, after we eat, I say. No, I need to see. See what? Where they found Tim. She flicks open her pocket knife and heads into the forest. All right, time for a decision. Drag Sam back to the house, or call for Grandpa Joe, or follow Sam. So she's headed where she's not supposed to, got her pocket knife out. Are you gonna drag her back, call for Grandpa, or follow her? All right, so those are your choices. Choose wisely. If you kill someone though, really not a big deal. All right, guys, hope you have an incredible weekend. I plan on doing that myself, and I will talk to you later. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.